0: From the Finley Toyota Studio, it's Cofield and Company.
1: You throw a GIF on there? Um oh, if I throw a GIF? Like, that means something. I love bears doing human things. Right. I don't like bears being bears. Right. We're not going to do handwritten notes. God, no. <laughs> Jesus. It's
0: time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield. On ESPN Las Vegas. singers.
2: Five O'Clock Average here, Cofield, along with Adam Hill, Ari in our Finley Toyota Studios. I'm glad you played the Open with the handwritten notes from a couple of years ago. Adam, this is not an attack, but do you think you're at an all-time low now in terms of answering texts? No. You're not? No. Okay. Because I I wanted to go uh, full disclosure here. I actually am. I've gotten really bad, like really bad. True. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I've just gotten really bad.
1: I mean, you're, you're one of your lack of. I didn't even bring it up to you. One of your lack of responses actually cost me a lot of money. <laughs> oh no!
2: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, can't always get that inside information. Uh, well, I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm. That's just a guess. I have no idea what it's. No, I told in relation to. Uh, it was, I, t- you know, it was a. We were communicating on who was going to do the show one day, and. Then I said, well, I'm available, and then I didn't hear back, so I changed my flight, paid a lot of money to change the flight, and then you told me not to do the show. And I was like, oh, well, it would have been helpful before I changed the flight. Do you? Th-
2: do you I I don't know if that's true. <laughs> it I think is, you just it's, came it's, up with an elaborate story. Is that it? No,
1: it's 100% true. Oh, I didn't know that? Oh, okay. No, that happened. Well, just
2: DM me, uh, text me. <laughs> I won't answer you, but tell me how much it was, and I may or may no, not. it's fine. That's no, fine. That's a killer. <laughs> it, was, it was a rough one. All right, we hash things out here on the air. Let's get to it, Big Five.
0: Battle Born Injury Lawyers presents the Big Five at Five, number five.
2: I mean, you know, Adam Hill's made of money. He covers all these sports. He does a radio show. He's appearing in other shows. I'm sure he's paid for all those appearances. (laughs) Uh, No, that's a misnomer. He does fine. You know, a a, a bigger misnomer is college basketball, where we see the top coaches. You know, we were just talking about Coach K and – you know some of the stars of college basketball, like Muss, you know Eric Musselman. You see all this money they're making, right? Well, the assistants don't always make a lot of money, especially on their way up. And Adam and I were talking about an open job and the, the whole staff the other day, and uh, that you know the money's to go around for the rest of the staff. Sometimes the money isn't there for the assistant coaches. Being an assistant coach in college basketball can be a long road, and it's not some glamorous living, especially when you're first getting into it. And you saw an Arkansas State coach, uh, the assistant. Had a big announcement recently?
1: Yeah, and, and I will say um, this this had more responses on a a group text that I'm in that has a lot of activity every day than the slap. <laughs> like the slap, the slap is obviously massive news most places. Uh, in this group, this statement from an Arkansas State assistant coach was more had more activity, and it was just a standard, you know thank you to everyone around. And obviously the statement seems to be leading up to either I'm moving on to a new job or I'm moving on to an NBA job. I mean that's what it sounded like as he, you know, started by thanking the the head coach, the campus community, been fortunate over the years to work with many great coaches and staff members. Goes on and on to words can't begin to express how much the Arkansas State Red Wolves and the city of Jonesboro mean to my family and I on and on. And I'd like to announce that I've decided to get out of coaching and college athletics completely with a desire to truly pour into my two boys as they grow and spend more time with my wife and family. Our family is excited to announce we will stay in Jonesboro as I have accepted a position as a sales manager at the embassy suites. Like, wait, Oh, boy. What? I came out of left field. First of all. Great gig! I love Embassy, Embassy Suites. It's a great spot. I'm kind of surprised there's one in Jonesboro. You were just there recently, uh, like what two years ago? Well, I'm uh, kind of surprised if
2: he's if he's moving up to something bigger that he wouldn't get the hell out of Jonesboro. That's what I'm saying. Just leave the area. Find, at a, least. find an Maybe Embassy Suites in there. a
1: in a real city. But I am nice. a big I'm a big Embassy Suites guy. I love the hotel. Uh, but this this statement, and it was on like you know one of those big like. You know, graphics that everybody makes when they're moving on to a new job. It, it looked like it was definitely, you know, I'm going to accept a head coaching job at you know, school A. Nope. Go to the embassy suites. I'm on the way. Good, good for him.
2: Good I job. Loved it. You know, take care of your family. Of Next course.
1: Up. Number four.
2: Your paper with yet another story about a new arena here in town. Much needed. 20,000-seat arena near a proposed MLS stadium and the proposed Brightline train station all across from the outlet mall south, right there off of the 15 and Blue Diamond and Windmill and LV Boulevard. There's a giant tract of land. Something's going there, as you said it. We told you earlier, Mark Bedane is one of the guys heading up the project. Folks. Part of this project, speaking on it, said we would join the governor of Clark County and business leaders in the tourism industry to aggressively pursue a NBA franchise should one become available. But we're under no belief, expectation, or direction today that that's imminent. But if the NBA made a commitment to Vegas at some point in the future, this building will be built, that it would be spectacular for the NBA, not just in the way that it operates, meeting and exceeding all their standards, but in a way economically it could generate revenue – for an NBA team, that was uh, Tim Laiwiki, who said that. That actually got me thinking: Is the fortress spectacular?
1: Um. Uh oh. Uh oh. It's a. It's a. I mean, it's a great arena. Sure. Okay. Okay. So it's a great arena. Yeah. So I how much so. more
2: spectacular could an arena be for an
1: NBA team? What are they talking about? I don't know. Is there? I guess there are things like I wasn't. Blown away by the Chase Center. Did you like the Golden One? Oh yeah, oh yeah.
2: Okay, look at how fired up, that fired up you are about awesome. the Sac Arena. So, what's what's so great about the Sacramento Arena?
1: It's hard. It's hard to describe, right? I mean, I think they did a really good job using the space. Using the like, the concourses are open, and they they did a good job of it, like kind of integrating them into the arena experience. They've got the kind of the one open end type where it's you know natural light type you know things getting in and you can see the city um where you can a little bit at, at t-mobile but it's you're also behind like two buildings it's not like you can it's not like a strip view necessarily um I, I think it's a really nice I think t-mobile is really nice but it, like it takes really it's really tough to go spectacular like what like I think golden one Center is pretty spectacular I think you know um where the Giants play what is it is I think is a new name now I'm not sure atT is really really spectacular for a baseball stadium but other ones like petco is very nice you know there's some very nice arenas out there right, right. i thought chase center sucked but honestly but um you know th- there's 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 some really nice places out there spectacular is really tough now there's enough land there i think that was the problem with t-mobile is that you know as great as it is and as, as awesome of a facility as it is i think they could have used a little bit more space and made it a little better just like allegiant i think if it was on more land it could be better. Like Sofi is spectacular. Allegiant is very very good. Like there there is a difference, but I think space is a big difference.
2: Well, there's plenty of land down the, there at is LV Boulevard, you would I'll have to look at the the size of the plot. you think there's plenty of land down there? I think there's oh, a lot of
1: and, uh, blue diamond. There's a lot of land, but exactly how much do they have? Because, like we said earlier, there's there's going to be other things down in that area that they're working on. Also, I I kind of joked about the flight pattern. I was like, I don't understand that, but you can't really build too high, right there, because that's where the planes go, uh, and it's right by the airport. But then the other thing is, like we we just talked about the potential, you know, rail station going in there for the L.A. to or what is it, Victorville to Vegas train, which is so silly. Um, Vegas to Victorville to Palmdale to L.A. Sure. Um,
2: but won't, aren't the tracks going to go like right through that property? Please don't try to, don't don't talk trains, please. They're going to go this. right through there. Don't are you, they going to go underneath? I don't, I don't. Don't do this. You don't
1: know. You you don't know. I don't know. Ari doesn't know. Right. But uh, but there is those questions oh. and part of the story. It, it's kind of buried in the story, I think. But they don't have all the land yet. Like they have some of the parcel. They don't have all of it.
2: So I, bottom I, line, though, if this is if this is all privately financed sure go ahead would you ever would you ever say hey if all these arenas are privately financed there's a number that would be too many
1: no i mean listen yes i think there is but it's not like if you want to build it privately and put something in there and by the way the arena is just one part of this project as as you mentioned there's a hotel casino retail i think there'll be you know places to live there too like there's a lot of cool stuff going in here, and it's not going to be solely reliant on the arena, which is great. And if you want to build those and it's privately financed, that's fine. But I do think at some point, you know, we kind of joked about the deserted facilities earlier. Like, there's going to be too many arenas to fill, and some of them aren't going to be used anymore. and They're either going to have to knock them down or we're just going to have, you know, an arena that's empty. And you know, a couple of arenas maybe even that are empty at some point, which would which would suck for the city. Like, that's not a great look. But I, I think there is, at some point, too many. Now, not all these are going to get built. You know, like the, if we're going to build this, I don't know that we're building the Wet n Wild basketball arena, right? I mean, those are, it's two different projects, but I don't think we need two different NBA arenas being built at the same time. That and then what, what other,
2: for, for stadiums, what else is, is what's going at, a, what are we doing now back on uh, Koval and Harmon? Oh, that's a that's game the game newest,
1: or? the sixth, I guess, plot of land that the A's are building a stadium on. That's the Isn't that the George Clooney Hotel property? Yeah. Uh yes it is and the uh, the ice nightclub I think it was uh, was a but isn't there
2: isn't there the arena that's gonna go like right
1: behind uh what the heck is over there Paris and sure. valleys isn't Which is, it that that arena we're right across the street from I think we're having six we're gonna have six baseball stadiums the Tropicana is gonna be a baseball stadium the Rio is gonna be a baseball right. stadium so we're gonna have six baseball stadiums going up also
2: yeah but at the other end of Coval up by Trop there's gonna be stadium there
1: sure I mean and we literally
2: could keep we could list every place that's been proposed over the over the years haven't they they talked about
1: arenas and haven't they talked about the sphere being nba ready like i think they kind of altered that during the during the building but i haven't heard that is that right that was i mean i think it was part of the original discussion it'd be a cool venue it would be great it looks (laughs) awesome it's a neat neat looking it looks awesome i love it it's great but again we already have like 12 arenas (laughs) this is crazy Wouldn't it be your dream, though, for the one to go down uh, to be built at
2: Blue Diamond and LV Boulevard and actually have residential there and you could you could. Wouldn't that be your ultimate work experience to have a studio apartment like
1: at or inside a stadium of or arena? Well, of course, you'd never have to leave. But I wouldn't even like for that one. That one is what? Two miles from my house. I I mean, I would love it to be there anyway. By then, will what be a 47 minute ride? That's a fair point. That sounds like a lot you of traffic. I never thought about that one. That's <laughs> rough.
2: <laughs> Bring them all on. More arenas, Vegas. We need them, baby. Number three. We got a massive game tonight. Massive games here. Such a weird cork in the schedule as the uh, suck-ass Kraken could really derail, virtually end the night's playoff hopes. And are we going to see Robin Leonard here? at some point in this
1: massively important stretch. Possibly, seems like he's getting closer. Um, Was out on the ice, was working through. Uh, Looks like he had a little bit of a setback, maybe yesterday, but um, back on the ice today, and uh, they say he's fine. I don't think it's gonna be today, but potentially maybe Friday, or maybe even, you know, right after that. Sometime soon, it seems like Leonard's getting closer. Um, They've been surviving. Uh, With Logan Thompson out there, and and he's been playing pretty much every game, but he can't, you know, he can't play every night. He's young. He's got youth on his side, but can't play every night. And I know they want to have Leonard back in there. Uh, And if he's anywhere close to fully healthy, that would be a huge boost. If he plays like he did early in the year when he was among the best goaltenders in the league that kept the Knights afloat when they had nobody on the ice, like, that would be very helpful for them down the stretch. No question about it. And that's why, you know, he was there. And it was, you know, supposed to be the original thought was him and Logan Thompson kind of sharing those duties, and then, you know, Baswab came around, and then he fell out of favor. But um, Leonard back would be huge, no question about it. But really, they just have, they have to find ways to score goals on the road. Like, it doesn't matter who's playing goalie. Um, if you're not scoring any goals on the road, which they haven't been able to do lately, it doesn't matter. So they're going to have to find ways to generate offense. And getting some guys back on the ice, including defensemen, you know, Alec Martinez, yes, is a defenseman, but he's back out there, and part of the issue has been – They've had trouble getting the puck out of the defensive zone and turn, turning it into anything. So him being back, him being able to you know, start some of that offense, um, Brayden McNabb getting closer, same thing. He'll be able to start some of the offense out of the defensive zone, uh, get the puck out and get it up the ice is going to help the offense quite a bit. So getting some of these guys back is going to be very helpful, no question about that. Uh, But they just have to find ways to win on the road, and uh, you're right, these two games against the Kraken are massive. The Kraken have been competitive. In fact, they helped out the Knights the other day by beating the Kings, crushing the Kings. So they haven't been just rolling over at this point in the season, so you would hope that uh, the Golden Knights find a way to get the four points out of these two games. It's going to be crucial uh, we talked about Edmonton playing Los Angeles tonight as well. Uh, you just don't want that game to go, go to overtime. Somebody win it, and then somebody win their next game. The same team win the next game they play against each other. Uh, somebody get four points, somebody get zero. That's what you want out of that series. So the scoreboard watching, but really for the night, it's all about scoring goals and finding ways to win.
2: God, I hadn't even thought about the overtime, you know, where everyone benefits. Absolutely yeah. have to factor that in. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. God. this is It's like your dream. It's almost so- soccer-esque down the stretch here. Oh, now boy. there's some strategy here. Let's play for overtime at the end of the game. Let's make sure we get a point. Don't get me started with what the US should be doing. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna get you started <laughs> later on. About two stories. Number two. All right, there is some strategy that absolutely will be at hand with the new overtime rule in the NFL. Explain what they changed. It's not a, a mega change, and it actually doesn't even apply to the regular season, but in the playoffs to solve, you know, the issue of people whining that both teams don't get a real fair shot at the ball. What have they changed?
1: So, really haven't changed much except that a touchdown doesn't end. So, as we know now, if you score on the first possession, if you score a field goal, the other team gets a chance to rebut that and, you know, come down and score their own field goal or touchdown to win it. And if they don't score at all, then the game's over. But if it's a touchdown on the first possession, then the game is just over. It's sudden death if it's a touchdown on the opening possession of overtime in the, in the playoffs. Now, the league has said that stays the same in the regular season, but... Uh, in the postseason, team receives the kick, goes down and scores. No matter what, the other team gets a chance. So it does bring into to, into play some strategy in terms of if you start the if you start overtime with the ball, you go score. Do you kick an extra point or go for two? If you go for two, the other team has to you know score a touchdown and go for two to tie you to keep the game going. If you kick an extra point, the other team could come down and score and go for two and beat you. So there is, like, a lot of maybe strategy that will go into that. Um, I think it's a massive overreaction, no question. Uh, I liked the spot-and-choose uh, overtime overtime suggestion. Um, I think, I believe, that the NFL thought it was too complicated for people and they wouldn't be able to figure it out and understand it, which I think you just put it into play and then people will figure wait, it wait, wait. out. Wait, hold on. It's too complicated for people. The coaches or the players? The fans. Well, the fans. fans. Well, and players, because we know players can't figure out the overtime now. But I think I think for I think it was gonna be for fans too complicated. Like it's hard to explain, right? And the NFL does like, you know, even though they they're fine with the vague catch rule and things like that, like they like the you know, the soundbite on TV of hey, here's what the overtime rule is gonna be. And it's real easy to say both teams are gonna get the ball. That's how they're describing this. Both teams get the ball. Okay. What, what? What? I mean, I don't. I don't think it's that much better of a, of a plan. And and I know this from talking to some defensive guys and hearing some of the reaction from defensive guys around the league. Defensive guys don't really like this because you're kind of saying they don't matter. Like the the Bills players that are on defense were saying the game wasn't over in the coin toss. The game was over because we gave up a touchdown. Like if we gotta stop our offense then gets the ball into a chance to win the game. So now you're saying the defense doesn't matter. So I, I I don't necessarily like this. I think it's kind of an overreaction. And like I said, I, I liked spot and choose. Uh, I thought that was the right way to go or just don't change anything. I mean, you don't have to change a rule just because a couple people get annoyed about it. Number one.
2: Story in your paper today uh, done by uh, Vincenzo over on Raider Nation Radio at 920 a.m. Josh McDaniels wants to draft and develop a quarterback. What? <laughs> Eric Carr is going to sign on for four or five more years.
1: Is this like a long-range goal, or could this actually be this year he wants to draft and start developing a quarterback? Potentially. I mean, that's kind of been the the philosophy that they've used a lot in New England. Um, especially, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo being the, the number one example uh, of that, where... If you're going to have a guy that's a backup quarterback on your roster, why not have a guy that's a on a rookie deal, b who you're you know grooming uh, to step into that role? Should you have to do that at some point? Now, doesn't necessarily mean it's right now. Doesn't necessarily mean it's to take over for Carr. It could be could be to take over for whoever's after Carr. It could be for whoever's six years down the road, something like that. You could draft him next year or two years from now. Um, but that just is their philosophy of what they want to have as a backup quarterback, somebody that's a developmental player. And I think the, you know, the rookie deal is also very beneficial, as we know, and um, doesn't have to be a first-round pick. Which you get five years. It could be a second round, third round, fourth round, where you have them for four years, maybe, uh, maybe even three. Uh, but that, that's, you know, that's how they want to look at developing a backup quarterback down the road. And I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think it would make sense to draft somebody this year, you know, later in the draft, a developmental guy. You don't have a whole lot of picks to use, but maybe you trade back a little bit and and find that quarterback that you want to have. And I think it's interesting to see how many quarterbacks go early. And there's not really that, you know, I think we think Malik Willis now is the number one prospect, but um, after that, could there maybe be a, not another quarterback going the first round? I think somebody will overreact and draft one, but maybe some of those guys that, are the third, fourth, fifth best quarterback in this draft fall to the third, fourth round. Uh, That's when you can pounce on them.
2: More on McDaniels and developing a quarterback, and we also have uh, some breaking news in the National Football League as a head coach. Wow, this late in the game. A
0: head coach in the National Football League is gone. bye-bye. It's the Big Five at Five, brought to you by Battle Born Injury Lawyers. If you've been injured, call Justin Watkins at Battle Born Injury Lawyers, 570-9000. Now back to Colfield and Company. What
2: about Burroughs? He's not on that level. I, he is not a quarterback that I would. I wouldn't take him with the first pick if I had Jones. I just brought in. I would not do that. I, I don't think Burroughs is anything special. I think he's going to maybe be the first pick. He's had a great year. I give him credit. Credit, but I mean, as a prospect, he, two is a rare prospect. Two is the most one of the most accurate passes I've ever seen in college. Uh, he's a rare player. Listen, we all make mistakes when it comes to analyzing the draft. It happens, right? Colin Cowherd went on and on years ago saying that Greg Oden was the pick, not skinny Kevin Durant. <laughs> it happens to the best of them. Francesa talking about Joe Burrow there versus Tua. So we'll get to the Miami story a little more with uh, Mike McDaniel. More on the young quarterbacks. You know, eventually Burrow is gonna—he's gonna get paid. And we'll try to figure out what Deshaun Watson's deal has now done to the quarterback market. A very flawed individual. Lots of baggage, and he just got $230 million guaranteed. That's coming up in less than 10, but we do have breaking news in from the NFL. is pretty big, and I hope it's not health-related because we know he had issues in the past. I'm a big Bruce Arians fan. He's going to walk. He's going to walk. He's going to walk upstairs into the front office. No longer the head coach of the Buccaneers. Todd Bowles, who I'm a fan of. I think he's ready for his second chance and in a more realistic market. New York sucks. Todd Bowles will take over as the head coach in Tampa.
1: Shocked by this? A little bit, I mean, especially timing-wise, but I think now if you start to think about it a little more, it makes sense. Um, Arians was upset his the last time he retired uh, with the Cardinals that the whole staff was kind of swept out. And it would kind of make some sense to just put everything in place and then do it a late in the game to where yeah. everybody gets to stay in place and he gets to name his, his replacement in Todd Bowles. Um, so it makes a little bit of sense from that perspective uh the Brady stuff I know will start to raise some eyebrows uh there was some weird rumors of him and Brady not getting along and that was part of why Brady left and um, maybe he came and then back we saw,
2: and then we saw rumors about again revisiting the Miami stuff sure you um, know, trade to the dolphins
1: which that would be interesting um I don't know I, 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 there's there's a lot still to unpack here. Of you know, obviously Brady, you would think was kept in the loop about this, uh, especially because (laughs) especially because Bill Simmons kind of broke it the other day on his podcast, and everybody just kind of ignored it until now. Broke which part, Arians? Well, he a couple you know a couple weeks ago he said I don't think Brady's going to stay retired for long, and then a couple days later Brady came back, and I guess last week on his podcast Simmons is like I'm not entirely sure Arians is coaching this team, and now Arians isn't coaching the team, so. Maybe some leaks out of Brady's camp, which would line up with some other things that have happened in Las Vegas recently. Um, so, I, you know, I, I think that there's a lot more to unpack here, a lot, a lot to this story. I just don't think we're going to necessarily get all those answers. What has happened in Las Vegas recently? I don't know some bets that have been made about Brady before they were announced. Oh, all the uh, the heavy future action on the Buccaneers for the Super sure. Bowl. Sure. So some some leaks out of Brady's camp, perhaps going to Bill Simmons and others. Hmm.
2: Does Bill Simmons have a runner? Did he did he place bets on the Buccaneers? Is that what you're claiming?
1: No, did he it's, do it himself? No, did no, I'm saying
2: no, I'm saying that there's leaks yeah, that, in Brady's camp. Right, that info was out there. Sure. There are leaks in Brady's camp. I thought I thought Camp Brady was all mad because uh, people were jumping the gun on him. Reporters like Schefter and and Rap were jumping the
1: gun on him on his retirement. So. Huh? guess it goes both ways. Maybe he was testing where the leaks were coming from. Just like, you know, Ooh. Other, other organizations have done that before.
2: I like when that happens. Sure. God, you're speaking in code a lot here. I feel like there's more stories beneath the
1: stories, beyond the stories. Well, no, I mean, it's we're just saying, like, all these things line up to the fact that there's leaks in his camp. I mean, that would make sense. Is there any chance that Brady, well, I mean, I think you just said it. He he had to know this was
2: coming, right? Of course, he had to. Or or do we just have a coup? And Arians is like, all right, I'll move upstairs. So, you know, I want the organization <laughs> to do well. So, you know, and I'll back off, but I still want to get paid and, and I want to be part of football, but Tom wins.
1: Well, if, it, if it's, well, if Tom wants out because he doesn't like Bruce Arians and he wants to go to Miami and then Bruce Arians said, well, I'll do what's best for the organization and move upstairs. I mean, that's possible, I suppose. Well,
2: I, that's not, well, I wasn't including the Miami part. I was just, you, you mentioned two minutes ago that maybe they weren't getting along and then, you know, that that's what I'm saying is that, Arians is like, oh, you know what? I'll take the high road. I'll go upstairs. And
1: here's a a quote from Bruce Arians saying, um, no, no, we're fine. A lot of players don't like me because I yell at them and cuss them out. uh, But our relationship is great. Okay. Wow.
2: There's something here. Uh, Of course. I don't know what it is, but there's something here. Yeah. I I know in this market when these things happen, we've got a whole legion of media people who are like, nothing to see. (laughs) Everything's copacetic. But he just made he just made a decision. Really, made, Bruce Arians made a decision on the eve of April that
1: he's now going to walk. And and again, I mean, the easy easy answer is Bruce Arians had a lot of health problems. Maybe he's got more health problems. Like mm-hmm. that, and that that doesn't need to be dug deep into if, if he doesn't want to talk about it and just wants to move up to the front office.
2: That's fine. Deshaun Watson got two hundred and thirty million dollars guaranteed from the Browns. I don't think the Ravens are happy about that. Steve Bashotti, the owner, basically said so, that there are now challenges. We'll get to that. And also, another update on what Jim Ursay was talking about with Carson Wentz kind of, you know, kicking him while he's out of town. He threw out something about they tried to trade for a young franchise quarterback. Okay, Ursay, all right, if he's got it all together. And uh, also, more updates on the Raiders and what the scuttlebutt is on Carr and this contract negotiation. Just... How far apart are the Raiders and Camp Car?
0: The crew over at Finley Toyota speak Spanish, Thai, and even Persian. In fact, they speak 14 different languages. Come in and talk the universal language of big savings today. Hey. Hey. Now, back to Cofield and Company on ESPN Las Vegas.
2: So, Bruce Arians, just reported by uh, Sam Farmer, L.A. Times. Bruce Arians out, not fired, out as the head coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It'll be Todd Bowles taking over.
1: Do you downgrade the Bucs now? Uh, nah. I mean, I think they're, they're already maybe slightly downgraded based on just everybody being one year older, and last year they kind of broke down as it was. Um. But I don't think there's that much difference. He's still going to be there. He's going to be a senior football consultant is the title they just announced for him. So uh, he'll be around. I'm sure it's going to be tough for him to completely stay away. Um, should they be the favorite to win the NFC? Uh, just a
2: couple of days ago, they were plus 375 and the Packers were 5-1 to and the Rams were plus 550.
1: I kind of think the Rams should be. But I think they're all pretty much in the same area. Right now, the Packers don't even have a receiver. I would downgrade them. Well, I mean, I I, like downgrade. I said, I already would have. So yeah, I don't.
2: I, I would I would downgrade them, and not because I don't like Todd Bowles, but I don't like that he can't fully commit to the defense. True. So I think that that hurts them, and I would also would I bet one of the next two teams in the NFC South to win it? Boy, that's tough. Man, that's tough. Whoa. Bucks there- as of the other day were minus two twenty five to win the NFC South. Saints next up at five to one. Falcons at plus eight fifty in. I think I'd roll the dice on the Falcons more than the Saints. Ooh. But I don't think eight fifty is enough. Mariota? I like Mariota. I don't like his chances to stay healthy the entire season. I mean, that's what you have to bet on. I know. Well, that's why I said it. But I don't like the Saints at all. I do. I don't know that. <laughs> I don't know that Jameis will be the same without Sean Payton around. I don't like Dennis Allen as the head coach. So five to one. Now.
1: Nah. I mean, can't I think it's it. It, it's a can't do it. Won't it'd, do it. It would be purely a Jameis bet for me.
2: And you're entirely confident without Sean Payton around, he's gonna be as good as he looked a year ago? Uh
1: no, not necessarily I don't I don't think the I think the the change of head coaches was a huge downgrade for the Saints, but I do think Jameis is uh a game changer. I mean that, that team was a hundred percent in the playoffs last year if he doesn't get hurt.
2: I don't know about a hundred percent, but yeah, they were they were
1: close without him, so yeah. I, I think. I mean, I think they were 100 percent to get in. I, I think he's that good. The Saints'
2: weapons, obviously, Kamara is back. You know, pending whatever comes out of this Vegas thing. But that'll be interesting, won't it? If they give Deshaun Watson six games, and what Kamara gets six as well? Well, it's everybody gets six. I, I. That's why we pointed out that the stand the the standard six game thing is nonsense. My God. But I don't like the Saints' weapons at all.
1: Beyond Kamara. No. No. I mean, every team is – well, by the way, that's why they're the biggest favorite in any division to win. Right. It's not necessarily that there's this unbelievable faith in the Buccaneers. It's that – who else is there?
2: And does that that also contribute to their – does that juice up the NFC odds a little bit that they have an easy path? Yeah, of course. Their division's an easy path?
1: Yeah, of course. No question. I mean, you you look at it and say – I mean, that's why, you know – I, why did I? And this is just a side note. Why did I pick Kansas in every bracket that I did? Not because I thought Kansas was the best team, because they had okay. the easiest possible path to the Final Four. And you right? said that from the get go. Yeah,
2: yep. That, that, that you you actually turned it on. You're like the pressure's on. Yeah. So the bracket is easy. You better get
1: there. Right. And that, but that's why I picked them. Not because I like at this point now they're in they're in for a battle. Like no matter who's going to get to the Final Four. But if you're sure that a team is going to be able, able to get in there with a good you know a good seed and everything um then that gives them a much better chance to win. So the Bucks have almost a guaranteed path to winning the division, which gives them a home game in the first round, which means now you're, you know, you're talking about a, a much better path to making the Super Bowl. So it does drop your NFC odds to win, not necessarily because you're going to beat those other teams in the playoffs, but because you're almost positive that you're going to be there. May also be the number 1 seed and avoiding game. Sure.
2: Which, yeah. which is a big advantage as well. So Deshaun Watson and the ramifications across the league with the money, right? The Browns gave him $230 million guaranteed. Sweet spot. Sweet spot is what Dave Ziegler, the GM, and the head coach of the Raiders, Josh McDaniels. Sweet spot. That's what they're looking for. Is it crazy for Camp Carr? his agents to go to the Raiders and go to Sean Watson. <laughs> like not $230 million, but like our guy is not a creep. Doesn't have 22 civil cases hanging over his head. He's been a good leader. My God, you guys, not, you know, he wouldn't be yelling at Ziegler, McDaniel, McDaniels, but the organization put car in a position to have to go out there and be like extra level leader spokesperson for the team. This is what we want, and it's a lot, and it all better be guaranteed. Why wouldn't every quarterback who's up now go Deshaun Watson two thirty? That's where we start. Let's go. Yeah, they're Guarante- going to. Whatever I get, all of it's guaranteed. If he's guaranteed, I'm guaranteed.
1: Yeah, they're going to, and uh, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be difficult. I heard some discussion from some you know some inside people. Uh, the other day, that they're gonna they're going to have to sit down and s- figure out a way to change the salary cap because of this. Like you can't; it's not fair to the other positions if we're going to yeah. start saying to quarterbacks that you're getting these massive guaranteed contracts. And we talk about this all the time, right? I mean, yeah. players like teams have to look at this. I'm I've been opposed to almost every extension that was given to a quarterback outside of my homes. Like you're you're handicapping your organization by taking these big contracts, and if you don't give a you know a team discount to stay with them, then you're putting the team in an awful position, and you know and it, it's not fair because I am all for every player getting every single cent they can. I've said many times I think players are underpaid. Like I think they should be getting more and more money, but in a salary cap world, the reality is if you take a full deal, you're hamstringing the rest of the organization, and it's tough, and and I'm sure. Listen, this is not reporting. This is not things that I know. I'm just I'm just assuming based on what you can see from the outside that the team probably went to Carr and said, "We're ready to talk your you know your extension," but you said you wanted Devontae Adams. Right. We went and got him. We did what, we, what it took to get him. You have to take less now. Like well, you have to. We got the right. guy that right. you wanted, and we paid him all this money. We can't give you what you wanted. And Carr's response, as it should be, is I earned this. And look, and as you said, look what Deshaun Watson got. Look at this. Now, I think team's responses should be Deshaun Watson is one of the three best quarterbacks in the league. You are not. That's what team should say. Right. But that then that, you know, that impacts the negotiations too. Like there's there's going to be a lot of this going around. And you're right. Every quarterback in the league, we saw we saw it with Adams. Adam's contract changed what other receivers wanted. Yep. So Watson's yep. contract is going to change what other quarterbacks want. There's no question. Ravens owner Steve Bisciotti said, Damn, I wish they hadn't
2: guaranteed the whole contract. <laughs> Talking about Deshaun Watson. I don't know that he should have been the first guy to get a fully guaranteed contract. To me, that's something that is a groundbreaker. And it'll make negotiations harder with others as he's getting ready to extend
1: pay Lamar Jackson. Well. <laughs> It sounds like he's not getting ready to. I mean, I think he wants to right now. Yeah. I think he wants to make that deal now because quarterback right. contracts are only going up. He's like, please, let's get it done. And, and so it sounds like he's saying to Lamar, like, hey, let's sit down and do this. They're not going they said they're not gonna talk after the season starts. And it sounds like Lamar's saying, No, nah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, I'll I'll take by the way, um, you wanna keep me around after next year? You're gonna have to tag me. Go ahead and do that. And that'll be an, a massive number because of all the money the quarterbacks are making. And then you can do it again the year after that. Tag me again, and I'll make a ton of money based on what other quarterbacks are making. And then, by I mean, if we if that's Watson's deal, what is the top quarterback's going to be getting paid two years from now? There is a risk
2: reward though going with the double sure. the double franchise tag, especially sure. with the way that Jackson plays.
1: And we saw Jackson get dinged up at the end of the year last year. Sure. They're, they're absolutely, but if, I mean, he's betting on himself, and I, I believe he still doesn't have an agent, right? I think he, I think he does his own deals, so that's going to be that's going to be tricky too. Um, but I think I think guys now are looking and saying, let's put off my deal as long as I can. Like, what what are the salaries going to look like in two years for a quarterback? That's going to be nuts.
2: Realistically, where do you think Carr and the team are right now on a on a per year? You have any guesses? they like 2 mil apart, 1 mil apart, you know. I'd guess a lot more. Length of
1: Wait, what? I'd guess a lot more. I mean, I 5 I, mil apart, 5 mil apart per year. I said I said again, this is me. Just be clear about this. I said if I was the team, there's no way it's more than 30. 2 years 30 million. That's it. And tacked if, on tacked it, on to the 19 he's going to make. And if I'm Carr, there's no way I'm taking less than 40. Oh boy. But again, that's that's just me. If I'm car, I'm not taking less than forty. And if I'm the team, I'm not giving you more than thirty. And that's where we are. Well, where's the sweet spot? I mean, I would guess it's in the team's opinion, it's thirty, and in the car's opinion, it's forty. That's <laughs> that's what I would imagine.
2: I mean, the Sweet spot could be thirty-five, but if I'm asking for 35 is a pretty big drop down. Sure. Especially when Deshaun Watson just got two hundred thirty million dollars guaranteed. Yeah, and and, we'll, and we'll... Aaron Rodgers, who's also a pain in the ass and drama king, just got fifty.
1: Sweet sweet spot is defined by every individual, I think. It's just like beauty's in the eye of the beholder.
0: Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. Cofield and Company presents
1: hey, hold 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 Grand
0: Bag.
1: Don't touch it. Don't even look at it.
0: Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Vegas. Vegas, Vegas, Vegas.
2: Stick your hand in there, Dave.
0: Kraken, VGK,
2: Box Sports 14, check that, 1340, used to be 1460, 1340, 98.9 FM, with full coverage leading up to the game, and then pre, post, and in between the periods. But uh, this is big. This is big, Adam. Minus 160. Minus 160, Knights on the road against the Kraken, who have a bad record but have been
1: plucky of late. Still fighting. I think it would be much better if it was here. Uh, obviously, the, the Knights play better at home, but also uh, you're starting to get to the time of the year when teams that are out of it start to really kind of go wild in Las Vegas. Um, so it would be better if it was here. they got to be up there for two straight games and have a day off in between, uh, which isn't ideal. Uh, but... Knights have to find a way to win on the road somehow. So what better place than to try to win than in in Seattle?
0: Stick your hand in there, Dave.
2: Do we all have to be – and when I say we, I don't mean us. But do we all have to be concerned with what others are doing in terms of lifestyle choices when it really doesn't affect us and get – So worked up about it, or it's such a part of your bit as a public servant that you get fooled by a rumor. This whole thing about identifying is this or that. Oh, yeah. A Nebraska Senator, Bruce Bostelman, had to apologize because he bought into a rumor That said, schools were placing litter boxes in school (laughs) bathrooms to accommodate children who self-identify as cats. (laughs) So silly. Again, I hope this is part
1: of this gentleman's bit. Because if he really bought it... I don't think it is. Come on, fella. I don't think it is. I I hear... I hear people talk about things all the time where I'm like y- you don't know what you're talking you you're making this up this is not a real thing. No, no, it's true. It's true. I read it. Like no, okay. okay. <laughs> I mean, I will admit
2: as an adult who's been around cats a lot, I have been affected. So I do rotate between the litter box and the turlet. I rotate. Litter but litter I'm not fully time. I'm not fully litter box guy yet. You do, but you do identify as a cat? Well, no, I don't. I don't. I, not yet. No. Okay. No, but I'm I'm getting close. My whole point is kids are way too young to identify as a cat. That's the whole bottom line.
1: You're, you're too I mean, it kid.
2: happens when you get old. Wait. Yeah, this, is all, this is all fibbing. This is not happening. We have, in our neighborhood, we have a crazy cat lady. Well, I mean, I live with one, but we have a crazy cat lady down the block. And I'm sure she has not been swayed to start using the litter box and identify as a cat. And she's got like 30 that live in her house and in her garage. So just a few less than you. Um, I've got three inside and one that lives outside. Oh, you've re- greatly reduced your cat intake. It's always been the count. Well, and it's you, you're one. So it's always been the count. Four, also, five. as as uh, our podcast found out last week, my my patience is growing thin with one of our cats as she gets a little bit older. So sounds about right. She's she's having a, she's having a rough time, and the vet bills are going up. So there's a decision to be made at some point, not to oh, be heartless. Oh so. boy. So that's where I don't – that right there would prove I don't identify as a cat. You should. You should start, I think. I think you're closer, based on the way you treat your dogs and how many times they go to the vet and the money you pay for them, you're closer to identifying as a dog. No, I'm not. I'm absolutely not. I'll take care of dogs. I'm not going to identify as one like you are. They, they, have, they have you wrapped around your uh, – Well, that's true. Your smallish hand that's true. by NFL standards.
1: Um, Just – to, I don't think Bruce Arians identifying as anything, but he did just put out a statement that said nothing to do with his health. Just to be clear, well, that's good.
2: Yeah, because I know it was his last bout was part of it diverticulitis.
1: Uh, was that that was one of? I mean, I
2: thought that was part of it. Like he said that a is lot based on the the Brock Lesnar experience. Whatever it was like ten years ago, finding learning more about that. That's not a that's not a fun thing.
1: Uh, no, it's not, and it. It's definitely, definitely something I've thought about.
2: Especially if you like to eat ham and steaks and, you know. Sure. It's not good. For carnivores, and I think Bruce Arians is definitely a carnivore. I've seen some specials, some of the behind-the-scenes stuff on Bruce, so he likes to eat. So I'm glad it's not health-related. For sure.
0: Stick your hand in there, Dave.
2: All right. Laser in the face gate. What the hell was going on here? It sucked. Come on. I saw the pictures of uh what is it, Mosalah? Mosalah. Like his whole face was green. Yeah. You, how, how does this go on?
1: They absolutely should have shut that down and either cleared out the crowd or moved them from behind the goal or something. But you know, potential birth to the World Cup at stake. Mosalah misses because there was, I think, 147 laser. He was identifying as a laser pointer at that point how many were on him it was ridiculous completely unfair
2: basketball came uh, game coming up here uh on ESPN Las Vegas uh, NBA action uh but we do have the final world cup qualifier for USA you you actually just want them to just bail on this whole freaking thing
1: yeah but they're they're going with the A lineup so they're not going to bail but if they lose if they lose 3 nothing by forfeit they advance if they lose by more than 6 goals they don't so forfeit